0: This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lincoln, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to bethlehem.church forward slash South. Hey, y'all. Hey. Random question today. It's dark. You're in your home late at night. Oh, oh this is by, a hypothetical. You're okay. by yourself.
1: Well, that never happens. And
0: <laughs> the noise. He does with me. I'm, the noise. <laughs> I'm dead. The noise <laughs> that terrifies you the most in the middle of the night
2: is what? Very practically mm. speaking, the heavy breathing of one of my children standing way too close. <laughs> <laughs> to but that, that would mean you're me. not alone.
0: <laughs> Same.
2: Ditto. That's true. That, yeah, but yeah, then I'm not See? alone, am I? Uh, oh, that's I weird. don't know. Yeah, that you, would I can't be. imagine being alone. Nick, you should answer this I question. I don't no, nothing, I don't. There's nothing that terrifies you. I've never. I a rapid tap tap on ha-
3: the window. A sound a- when I'm alone <laughs> that just terrifies a me. Bunny never, what have you a bunny screaming? heard that? What about a growling? That
0: is. Yeah, it's
3: crazy. That is, oh, have you ever heard a bunny scream? Yeah. Oof.
0: What does it's the like a fox scream? scream? Have you heard a fox? No,
1: I don't, you, don't think so. Oh,
0: we have a fox in our neighborhood in Burnsville. A red fox and it has a nest. And it goes. Oh. Ring,
1: ding, 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 ding no it
0: doesn't <laughs> it sounds like a human dying like a that's death what a bunny sounds like is the way that it like that's what a fo- the fox says it's like that's what the
1: fox says oh, <laughs> we, we what have what an owl I, that's a good sound i i don't like the tornado sirens no i'm not going to okay. the tornado sirens are kind of eerie when we heard them last week that's if, or like on know.
0: Wednesday night, last, was that last Wednesday? Last Wednesday when night. When we like all got back from connection. They're kind
1: of creepy sounding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just get in your basement, hunker down. I went to my garage. <laughs> <How was that laughs> we
1: the went grandma? outside.
3: Oh, you don't have a you basement? Did,
2: you did for a while. You,
3: yeah. You, you well, then eventually. when it get, yeah. Then it, when it started
0: hailing, it went back inside. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, uh, on this particular podcast, which I'm apparently hosting, we're talking about sabbaticals. Why are we talking about sabbaticals? Dave?
2: Uh, because you're going to take one and we needed a topic and so we decided to do this.
0: Seems like a good thing
3: to talk about.
2: Sure. That's fine. Sabbaticals. Uh, what is the idea
0: behind a sabbatical guys? What is, what is a sabbatical? Uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a sabbatical is a time that is given to pastors so that they can rest and, um, you know, recalibrate and make sure that they have healthy rhythms to continue in ministry. Why
0: doesn't everybody get a sabbatical?
2: There are actual studies done by some of the bigger corporations more recently, like Google and Amazon, beginning to explore that idea more because of (laughs) the idea of increased productivity coming off of them. Oh, so, hmm. so there are some secular places starting to look at them. It seems like they're gonna lean more towards uh, built-in rest, like weekly, um, mm. than that. But, hmm. but yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not sure why there's not for other, for other professions. I'm sure everyone could use a break at times. The one thing I'd say, um, I, I worked in the secular world for two or three years before seminary and then I worked in the secular world during seminary in various roles too. The one thing I'd say is there is a, there's a spiritual component to ministry that does feel a little bit uh, unique Mm -hmm. in that it's kind of where you're always living. That is at least for me, I guess I, I shouldn't speak for everyone for me is taxing emotionally, spiritually, even physically sometimes in a little bit different way than any of the other jobs I've ever worked, you know, since I was fourteen or whatever I was when I started working. So mm-hmm. I think I think it is unique in some ways and sometimes it's really hard to recover, uh, and rejuvenate in those particular ways, you know, like with a week of vacation, sometimes you need a little bit more time to Decompress and think, and um, it's a it's a really, really, really long-standing practice mm. in the church. I mean, long, like from the earliest days. Really, you can find examples. Yeah. Are there. Oh, Stacy.
1: Oh, I was just thinking too. Me, weak. me,
2: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, just affirming what you're saying about you know being a pastor that there is a spiritual responsibility for people's souls that you guys have that is unique. And, um, you know, where you would usually counsel most people to go to get spiritual refreshment would be in the church and the corporate gathering. But that's by nature of your positions, like your job too. And so I just think it can be, it probably, I would imagine, be challenging to sometimes be spiritually refreshed in the way that you would encourage other people to be because the church is also your job you know, but I mean, it's a joy, but it's also work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so sabbaticals, do we see this kind of, well, just, we did an episode on rest. You and Mm -hmm. I did Dave. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who else might've been on it a while ago. And then I think we may have touched on the idea of sabbatical then, although we, I think we were talking more like generally what is, what is like some theology behind the idea of rest just to recap some of that. Like where does rest, the idea of
2: rest first show up in the Bible? (laughs) Shows up in Genesis. It says that Genesis. uh, God rested on the seventh day. Uh, And I think that's the that's the picture of him resting from his work. It's kind of the the moment we see shalom, kind of this all-encompassing peace, vertically, horizontally. So human relationships, God with humans, the world, all creation resting at rest at peace with God like it's supposed to be that obviously doesn't last terribly long <laughs> in, in the story and so uh, there's a brokenness and in the rest of the the rest <laughs> the rest of the story <laughs> is God pursuing his people really to restore that rest mm-hmm. to restore that seventh day <clears throat> rest that's where that's where it all heads. We go to Revelation one of your favorite places to go and see God restoring rest with his people in Revelation. And then even even in places like Hebrews uh, three and four, Mm -hmm. we see that now for the people of God, there is rest in Jesus by faith that we can rest from our works as if we had to earn our way into God's presence and he has done the work and therefore we can rest from our work and uh, rest in our union with him by faith in him. There's soul level, soul level rest. Like Jesus has come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, so that's, that's kind of a really quick overview of rest in Genesis, rest as a concept, rest restored in Jesus, and then rest ultimately fulfilled in revelation. And then we're trying to, we're always trying to do that in our souls. And then I think that because we're embodied souls, like we have these bodies that have also been affected by the fall, not just our souls, that there's physical patterns of rest and rejuvenation that are both applications of that reality of rest and even pointers for us deeper into that rest in Jesus. Yeah, yeah. What are some practical ways that that worked out in the Old Testament for the people of Israel?
0: What things were commanded to them or commended to them by way of like you know, regular rhythms for how Israel was called to rest. Nick, you haven't spoken up yet. I suggest that you do so now. I don't know, Daniel.
2: <laughs> <What> do you- <laughs> there, was a, there was a Sabbath day. Well, Dave, yeah. you're bailing Nick. Uh, I am bailing him out. I'm just trying to get him started here. <laughs> All right. There was
0: a Sabbath day. Weekly Sabbath. Yeah. Weekly
2: right. Sabbath. There's years of Jubilee. In which uh, God's people are called to basically take a whole year off, let give the land mm-hmm. a whole year off to let the land, the creation itself, yeah. rest, and therefore they would be storing things up yeah. uh, before that. Um, so, uh, so th- those are some of the the basic patterns that you'd see. And again, I think what we see in in b- behind those practical rests is a trust the Lord enter into worship and restoration in your relationship with him and let him care for you. Yeah, yeah. So rest, you know, the Sabbath day was a marker setting aside the people of
0: God from all the other peoples around them. And then mm-hmm. I think, you know, the text you're going to preach on, Dave, you're going to get to preach here soon. Again, it's going to be great. Yeah, it will be. Genesis 15, <laughs> 7 and following, Yep. Um, you know, the, God says your people, your descendants, Abraham, are going to go into the land I promised you after the sins of the Amorites have been filled up to the point of like, like they have to be expelled from the land. And then when the prophets come in and start talking about how Israel has failed, one of the reasons they talk about Israel being like being forced out of the land is they didn't let the land rest. Mm -hmm. Hmm. They didn't themselves take rest and they didn't let the land rest. So the land is filled up with their sins. And so just like the Amorites, they have to be kicked out of the land too there's something about rest as a marker of enjoying the presence of god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we are called to and i think around the room we probably say in a somewhat asymmetrical not quite the same way as israel it's a principle
3: mm-hmm. of
0: sabbath rest we ought to take we're not sabbatarians we're not yeah. we, don't, we don't believe that we must do what israel did on sunday go ahead and I, well and i think that jesus picks that up yeah. When
3: he when he heals on the Sabbath and yeah. then he gets challenged on that. And he says, you know, man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for men. And then he says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. And so he's saying, hey, that rest that the Sabbath was pointing to in the old covenant. Now that's fulfilled in me. And Hebrews picks up on that. Hebrews picks up on the rest; there, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, yeah, and then it yeah. points directly to Jesus. Yep, yep. For that rest, and so all those things in the old covenant are fulfilled again in Christ.
0: Right, and the striving to enter into right. that rest in mm-hmm. Hebrews, you no, know, there still remains, you know, going is centered in Jesus, God's presence, God's place, God's people. Exactly. Going yep. Going forward uh, in a new heavens and new earth, a city yet to come, and then that's ultimately fulfilled. Yep, in the New yep. Jerusalem. That's right so uh, I don't know where to go here. Should we just talk about what Bethlehem does in terms of sabbaticals and what what it, what that is? Or is there more that you would say, Dave, more conceptually?
2: Well I, I would just just kind of going off what you guys would say the only thing I would say is that what I've found for my own soul is that I think the human nature tends towards striving <laughs> so yeah so mm-hmm. so that. For for us and for my family, Friday night, you know, Friday night around six, family movie and pizza night starts and you really can't get a hold of me unless there's an emergency until Sunday morning. And that's, that's not, that's not, uh, that that's for rest for my family. Like we're going to rest in Jesus together, but that's rest for me too, to say I can, I, and and I'm trying to intentionally as I go about yard work and as I'm interacting with my kids, I'm trying to trust God, give over whatever work concerns might be weighing, give them over to him, whatever things are coming the next week, give them over to him, whatever things I've got coming on Sunday, give those over to him and intentionally say, I can trust you, you care for me, you care for my family. Work is not a bad thing, right? They were working before the fall. Mm -hmm. Work's a good thing. Like I love to work and I don't, and that's not because I'm a workaholic. It's because I I think God has made us to work. It's a good thing, but striving as if I can control, as if I can earn is where my heart goes. I want to do that. And so that Sabbath for our family is, I hope for my own soul and even for like the souls of my kids, teaching them, we can trust God today. We, we don't have to, we don't have to strive today. And, um, and I'm even free. I mean, there's all sorts of church stuff that happens on Saturdays and I freely say no to almost everything unless it's an emergency. And I just go with, well, that's our, that's our rest day. And, and that's, I think, uh, for us been a really healthy, uh, both application of rest and then for to, to take our family deeper into that rest, and we don't do it perfectly um, so i'm not I'm not holding up some idealistic kumbaya right like sometimes it's breaking mm-hmm. up fights and it's <clears throat> it's whatever is normal in a family with four young kids, um, but it is intentional, and it's been really good for our souls to just not do in a striving kind of earning way and so. I think that's healthy for our church to see
3: too that the Sabbath rest that our church needs to find is not in you Mm -hmm. as their pastor. And so from Friday until Sunday, unless there's an emergency, they're not dependent on you to do this ministry thing or make that phone call or anything. Like Jesus is on the throne. Mm -hmm. And so go to him and, you know, it's not all dependent on you, Dave. And I mean, that might even be helpful for your soul too. Like, you know, saying to yourself, I'm not Jesus. I can't solve all the problems and it's okay for me to disconnect and have time just with my family and the health of the church isn't, isn't dependent on just you.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
3: So even that time period where you're just intentional, I think is really healthy for us to see Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we can, we don't have to call Dave right now, you know, again, barring an an emergency, but you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not all dependent on you.
2: And I think, and the only reason I brought that up is because I just want to encourage people to look at their own souls for those places where they would strive or earn and be anxious and find, I do think because we're embodied souls, living something out intentionally helps us. It helps us orient ourselves. And that would just be a segue into those are many pictures of maybe what a bigger, longer picture of a pastoral sabbatical would be. So how long is
3: your sabbatical, Daniel?
0: Uh, three months, the Bethlehem elders uh, updated the sabbatical policy, and I don't know what it was prior to 2008, but in 2008, uh, basically, uh, they would grant on request pastors uh, up to 90 days of a sabbatical for uh, five years of, um, of full-time ministry, so not to be accumulated, so can't you know work 20 years, take a year off, but five years, do that. (laughs) Dave's like, work 20 years, take a year off. (laughs) It's close to a jubilee principle. He's doing the math in his head. Kind of, not really. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're taking 90 days, and uh, just for the sake of rest, recuperation, well, recalibration's probably a better word than recuperation. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, yeah, normally I'd have paid time off and take some time off in the summer, and this is replacing that. So much as it's more like it's a deliberate, intentional assessing of souls, um, seeking to build new rhythms in with kids, definitely some travel, a lot of time here in Minnesota, and seeking to uh, recharge and get ready for more years of ministry here at South. This has been approved for a bit. About 18 months. Yeah, it was like the end of 2020, I think. And talked about before that, like this has been our intent. I mean, I've been on staff coming up on 12 years on pastoral staff coming up on eight, but officially a pastor. If you've been around Bethlehem a bit, we had a a season where you could be a pastor, but not an elder, uh, Mm -hmm. something that we sought to correct because we don't think the new Testament teaches that. (laughs) Um, and so I've been officially a pastor at Bethlehem for five years. Um, you know, the last month. Mm -hmm. So this would be the first opportunity I get and We're going to, you know, sabbatical. As much as we were gonna sabbath it up, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the technical term. Sabbath it up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to be back uh, the very end of August, God willing. And what are you? Uh, what are you looking forward to most? As you, it doesn't have to be an event or a thing you're doing, but just even just a concept of what you're looking forward to most. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just personally, what I'm looking forward to the most is more
0: time in the Word and prayer. Mm. Just personally, like I, it's always been that just the case. that whenever I go on vacation, I actually sleep less. Um, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. catch up on sleep some, but I, I tend to sleep less, get up earlier. <clears throat> but then it's more of a restful uh, time in the mornings as we're just in places that we love and enjoy. So I think so personally that, but then. Beyond that, I know Natalie and I are both very much looking forward to like unencumbered time with kids, mm. especially where it's not school, it's not a schedule as per se, although we'll be doing things that are scheduled. Um, the other thing that's really, I think, neat is we're going to spend some time, my son and I, uh, especially uh, working on a catechism, formation of questions and answers, 52 of them, that goes through the Elder Affirmation of Faith. So I'm going to work mm. on the, the one for adults, and he's going to work on the one for kids, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, a bit so i think we're uh the sabbaticals like 90 days and so for basically a question every two days we're just going to think about work on it. and then there's a handful of people from south campus that are going to help us in terms of um, developing into an app like similar to the new city catechism hopefully that turnaround. around and yes that may not all pan out the way that i want it to in terms of time spent but i think we're pretty ambitious and it will still feel quite restful to work on that together. So That's great. Yeah. You should sleep too though. I will spend some time sleeping. <laughs> I have no doubt. But uh you're like he sleeps less on vacation. I know. It is just knowing you, Daniel, you should sleep a little bit. That would Maybe. be good. Maybe. But I, I will say that even when going on vacation there's still a rest. Uh even with little you know, more or less sleep or whatever it might be. We're just not the pace changes and we're seeking to make this a sustained season of Mm-hmm. Pace change. So we're going to spend time with family around the country. We're going to travel some. We'll be mainly here in Minnesota, but um, still uh, still around, and we'll be back at the end of August.
1: Can I give a book recommendation that I'm reading right now?
0: Is it for me? Kind or of, for the no, no, podcast? no. Related
1: to our topic. <laughs> Read this on the sabbatical <laughs> day. No, no, no. Yes. It's, it's called...
0: Weird Why it's on the what podcast to make a called...
2: recommendation.
1: <laughs> well, publicly? I'm sure there's a lot of... Books on sleep, but um it's pretty new. It's called You're Only Human, How Your Limits Reflect God's Design and Why That's Good News by Kelly Capick. Oh, that's mm. good.
0: Yep. Another since good. we opened the recommendation door now, uh Christopher Ash's uh, Zeal Without Burnout yep. continues to be a favorite for a number of years. A little book, uh just really good. Not not necessarily geared necessarily for pastors, but just anybody who's involved in any kind of Christian ministry, which every Christian should be involved in ministry in some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. And I think, a uh, uh, just another thing I'll mention, I know Stacy will appreciate this. Um, and one of the things that, uh, was recommended for us and we're seeking to do is get counseling while we're away on, on sabbatical, because we think that counseling is just, you know, what's good mm-hmm. for Christian life without any kind of, uh, you know, like taboo stigma. or oh, mm-hmm. counseling. What's that? Stigma. Stigma. Yeah. Stigma. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Thanks. Yep. Uh, without any stigma, um, just like that is a helpful thing. So yeah.
1: that's um, great.
0: We're, we're doing some stuff, uh, that was connected. We were connected to through the treasuring Christ together network, um, specifically for pastors and their spouses that are going on mm-hmm. sabbatical. So we're going to be doing some of that and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And Bethlehem, we love you. Bethlehem South. We love you. We're going to, then are going to be back And uh, I'll be recharged For a number more years Of ministry And then Next year Dave Will go on one Then the year after that Nick will go on one And then the year after that Is that how it's going to work? No
2: Dave's like shaking his head I don't no. think I'm Due for one next year Quite yet Maybe oh, I am We're headed towards autonomy Don't we have to like
0: Is it all reset? Don't we have to figure out What we're going to do With the path Is it all reset? <laughs> yes <laughs> I barely got it in guys <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone. Yep.